Hey everyone, before we get started today, I wanted to share some really cool information with you. So I'm going to change the format of the MindFit Method podcast a little bit. Uh, In the past, we've always had a single episode per week, um, and it's always been generally me talking about a specific topic that relates somehow in the world to MindFit, productivity, focus, mindset, all of those things, and especially, of course, exercise and fitness. But I'm going to make a slight change. So in the coming weeks, I'm going to start adding a second episode each week that is not just of me talking, but is of interviewing uh, someone who also has some amazing insight, some amazing experience about the different worlds of MindFit. So stay tuned because it's coming up real soon. Welcome back, everybody, to the MindFit Method podcast. I'm Mike Fancher, and I am so excited to have you here today. Uh, It's an interesting topic today because this is something that I think we're going to see more and more in the news and publications being researched by both medical professionals and scientists in the future. And the question that I really want to talk about today is, is the polymedia effect destroying our education system? And before we get too deep into it, obviously, if you're not aware what that is, we kind of got to go into what is the polymedia effect, because it is something that is affecting our children. It's affecting us as adults. It's affecting teachers. It's affecting every single person today that is using some sort of social media technology, anything that actually causes that spike in dopamine that we tend to get when we use either social media, video games, uh, even streaming, texting, all of those things that cause our dopamine levels to increase in anticipation of pleasure of something. Um, And so first, let's kind of dive into a little bit, what is the polymedia effect? Because this is important, and I think this is something where we don't even realize just how deep these... uh, you know, essentially smartphones, because we'll start there, really affect our lives. So before we go do deep into it, let's talk about for a second exactly what happened. So as I've explained before, and I just, I wrote a book about this called The Dopamine Intervention and the effect that technology or really the attention economy has on our brains. But most specifically, what happens is when we go to use some type of an app that we know in the past has bought, brought us some type of happiness or pleasure, we get excited. When we get excited, our brain releases a chemical called dopamine, which gives us that uh, feeling of bliss, feeling of satisfaction, feeling of pleasure, I guess you could say, um, in the anticipation of what we are going to do and the effect of what we are going to do and how it could make us feel. So for an example, if we go to jump on Facebook, and we're going to post. So maybe we took a picture of ourselves on our beach on vacation. We post a picture of ourselves on that beach. Um, instantly, we are we get a dopamine hit. And we get that because of the anticipation of what could happen now that we've done that. So it's not just using the app itself um, that causes the dopamine. It's what we think we're going to get out of it. And in this case, if you share a picture of yourself on a beach or let's say you share a family picture of at a holiday party, something like that, think about what's, what, you, what your expectation is of why do you do that, right? You do it because you're hoping you get a bunch of likes. You're hoping that maybe someone will comment on the picture of how great you look or um, how nice your family is, something to that extent. 
Um, if you're going to post a picture of, you know, yourself working out of your business or something like that, maybe you're hoping somebody shares that picture. They think it's inspirational. If, if you just share a quote, you're sharing it with the, with the expectation of some type of reciprocity. So you're sharing something with individuals and you're hoping they give you something back in the form of a like, a comment, or a share. Something to that extent. So what we do is we tend to group things together. So we think, oh, are you using, are you on your phone all the time? As parents, how often do we say that to our kids? Are you still on your phone? Why are you always on your phone? Well, it's not like they're doing just one thing on their phone, correct? So if you think about this for a minute, especially in the world of social media um, and some of the apps that we use, think about this scenario for a minute. And I'm going to use a child as an example. So a child comes home from school and let's say it's a teenager and they jump on their Xbox or their PlayStation. They start playing video games for a bit. And after about five minutes of playing video games, which already gave them a dopamine spike because they were excited about playing, then because all these games are you know essentially online where people can join, boom, two of their friends join up in their video game. So they got another dopamine spike. And now they're playing with two friends online uh, and they've had two spikes of dopamine in just a five, 10 minute time frame. And then while they're playing, all of a sudden their phone goes off and they get a snap from Snapchat from one of their friends. Boom, another dopamine spike. While they're doing that, someone shares a TikTok with them. So boom, they go watch that TikTok. While they're doing that, um, and they're still playing video games at the same time. So they have all these different things that are causing dopamine spikes continuously in a very rapid and short amount of time. Then while they're doing that, someone, you know, posts something on Instagram, a funny story or something. So boom, now they have to check into that. Then someone texts them to say, hey, are you going to the party tomorrow night? Boom, they get another one. Now they've just opened up another line of communication. In such a short amount of time, not only did the phone itself um, cause the dopamine spike, but the phone itself is kind of the catalyst of all the other applications. So all of a sudden you get in this situation where, boom, you got a dopamine spike, boom, another thing happens. It's polymedia, right? If you think about this from an abuse standpoint, if you've ever heard of polysubstance abuse, when someone who is addicted to drugs is doing more than one drug at a time. So they're using marijuana, maybe they're using fentanyl, they're using heroin, polysubstance. Well, now we're in a polymedia situation and that polymedia effect is causing them to literally stay in that dopamine-induced state of bliss for an extended amount of time. But like anything, all good things must come to an end. And sometimes it doesn't even take very long to get there because our bodies have a limited or a finite amount of dopamine that is stored. And as we keep having all these spikes, boom, 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 one after another, another one after another, another one, we actually deplete our dopamine stores. Now, dopamine is something that is generally free-flowing in our body, okay? it's it's um, We have a benchmark level of dopamine that's just kind of free-flowing through our bloodstream. When you have these spikes, that's when you get these feelings of euphoria or pleasure. You start to feel good. Now, as you deplete all of these things, what happens? Suddenly, you don't feel good at all even though you're still doing the things that made you feel good at first, 
you don't feel pleasure in it anymore. Now you're grouchy, you're agitated, you're frustrated, you're anxious. And for any of you parents, uh, especially of teenagers or even younger children too, um, that play video games, if you ever, ever noticed this where they get on an iPad, they're so excited when they go on. They're so excited when they start playing. Five minutes into it, they're still really excited. And you get 15, 20, 30 minutes into it, now they're irritated. They start yelling at the TV. They're mad that they keep losing the game. They're like a different person than they were just maybe a half hour ago, maybe even less, maybe more, but it depends on the person. This is uh, the polymedia effect. When you're using all of these different apps, and especially in that situation that I just described where you go from video games to Facebook, to Instagram, to TikTok, to Snapchat, to all these other different apps, Discord, whatever is being used, every one of them is causing a, uh, a spike. So think about this for a minute now as you enter into school, because as of the recording of this episode, um, it is the beginning of August, and it's not going to be that long before kids are going back to school. I know my oldest is heading back to college in a week and a half. Um, so now think about this situation. They spend their mornings or they spend their evenings or both, uh, maybe their afternoons too, it depends on the child, engaged in all of these different um, types of apps, types of um, things that produce these dopamine spikes. It's polymedia, just like it's polysubstance in the illicit drug world. Now we're talking polymedia. And the polymedia effect is that effect where you're having all these dopamine spikes to the point where you actually deplete your dopamine and now you are miserable. Um, is Think about the effect that that's having in our classrooms. Not only for our students, but let's apply it to our teachers as well because as adults, this affects all of us. Uh, it affects all of us that use technology, apps, smartphones, iPads, anything, uh, any of those things that we're using, it's going to affect each one of us in a very similar way. So as you have children that maybe wake up in the morning and the first thing they do is they jump on their phone, they jump on their computer, they jump on their video game system, whatever it is, they tap out their dopamine stores before they even get to school. Now, situa that's situation one. Situation two is you have a teacher who you know, uh, uses Facebook, uses TikTok, uses Instagram, uses Snapchat, all the same things. And maybe slightly different vehicles, but in the end, it's all producing the exact same results. Now, by the time they get to school, think about the situation that is now at hand. You have students and kids that are nearly unteachable because of the state that they're in right now. Their resilience is down. They're not good in, in uncomfortable situations. Let's be honest, sitting in a classroom for 40 minutes at a time, it's kind of an uncomfortable information. It requires resilience. It requires tenacity. It requires being able to wait for delayed gratification to learn something throughout the class. All the things that dopamine doesn't like. Because dopamine wants those instant hits. They want you to feel good, that instant gratification. And that's not what education is. So you have that situation with a child. Almost, if you think about it, you may have what could be an unteachable child at that moment. And then you compound it with a teacher who is in very much the same state, who is now additionally frustrated that their classroom isn't paying attention, isn't focused, 
isn't, um, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing, is fidgety, is anxious, is miserable, is frustrated. What kind of a setup does that, you know, put our really our, what it should be our key learning time for students and our key teaching time for teachers? What state does that put us in? It's not a very good one. And I think for all of you that are teachers out there, you can probably see, even if it's just on the child, children's side, I talk to so many teachers who say the same thing all the time. It is so difficult to teach today. It's so difficult. And here we are as parents sometimes with these high expectations of, no, these teachers should just be getting it done. They should be teaching in the classroom. They have more technology than ever. This is ridiculous that you know they're saying it's ha- they're having such a difficult time teaching. But it's not just about technology. It's not just about curriculum. It's not even about the ability of a teacher, whether they have experience or or their overall ability to teach. It's also about the state of the minds of the children at that point. Are they ready to learn? It is a very serious question. Is the teacher ready to teach um, right out of the gate because they're facing their own issues with the polymedia effect? But then on top of it, are the children ready to learn? Are they ready to accept the information that the teacher is trying to share with them? If they're not, you have a lose-lose situation. And even at best, if only one of those two groups is not in the current, the, really the correct state of mind, I guess you could say, where their mind is primed and they're ready to learn, you still have a lose-lose situation. So when we look at you know, student performance going down, is that just because of the years missed in COVID? Yes, that definitely plays an impact, but we also seriously have to look at the biological structure of our kids' brains today and our brains as adults too. And trust me, this does not just apply to teachers. This applies to every parent that uses technology, every police officer, every business person, everything. We hear all the time that productivity in the world is going down, and this is a huge part of of the problem. It has to do with, are our brains ready to accept information? Are we ready to learn? Are we ready to apply that information? Are we ready to be innovative? Are we ready to be creative? Are we ready to really be able to memorize and retain information? What we're going to find is that from a standpoint of dopamine, our brains are not. They are not ready um, to do all those things. And it is absolutely in my opinion, but also in the opinion of a lot of scientists, a lot of doctors, a lot of researchers today that are looking at this in agreement that this is fundamentally destroying our education system. So the next question then is, how do you fix it? How do you start to break the patterns? How do you have pattern interrupts that create better situations? How do you reprime the mind for learning? How do you rebuild the mind to be more resilient and to be essentially to allow itself to be uncomfortable in those situations and still be able to perform at a high level. And yes, you guessed it. The number one answer to how we fix this problem is exercise. And you're probably getting to the point, if you've listened to, we're almost 50 episodes in at this point, probably to the point with Mike, you make it sound like exercise solves everything. And I'm going to say, okay, yeah, you're right. It does. <laughs> Not really. But does it solve the issues that we're having with our brains and our mindset and our lack of attention, our lack of focus, our lack of productivity? 
yes, it will have an absolute impact on correcting those struggles that we are facing today. And make no mistake, there are ways to implement this in the classroom. When I founded MindFit USA, when I had a, a physical location, I was able to do things um, and teach things to kids that based upon their age level or their grade level, they should not have been able to do. And that includes teaching five-year-olds who, couldn't, who did not know how to read, how to code. And then on top of that, that they were also diagnosed with ADHD or ADD. And yet I could get them to sit for 40 minutes at a time at a computer and be focused, be attentive, learn, memorize everything, be innovative, be creative. I could get them to do that just with eight to 14 minutes of exercise. So my point is, as a school district, if you are a school district, if you are a teacher, you seriously need to consider looking at this method. And yes, it is different. Yes, it is out of the box. Yes, it is not what is being taught in colleges today for how to manage for classroom management and all of that. But I can tell you it works. And do yourself a favor, pick yourself up a copy of the MindFit Method. Uh, Trust me, I don't make more than just, I make like nothing on these books. So I'm not trying to sell you the book, but I am trying to sell you the concept of how you can have a positive impact and a positive benefit on kids and on yourself. That's where the dopamine intervention comes in. Start to understand the true effect that social media, technology, video games, all of these things is having on our brains. And more than anything, how you, we can use our bodies to re-regulate, biohack, whatever word you want to use, we can use our bodies utilizing exercise to enhance our brains to get them out of the funk that they are in because they are in one, which is why we see the world that we're in today. Do not let this polymedia effect um, destroy our education system. It's not fair to our kids and it's not fair to our teachers. We need to start addressing these issues. We can't keep pretending that they don't exist and that the only answer to better student outcomes is better curriculum or teachers with more degrees, that is, none of that matters if the student's mind, literally their brain is not ready to absorb and learn the information. None of that happens if the teacher, regardless of how many degrees they have or experience they have, are also struggling themselves because of the, really the outcome of the polymedia effect on their brains as they're going into the classroom. And when you compound the two together, when you have kids that don't want to learn and you have teachers that are really having a hard time teach because the kids don't want to learn, but they don't have the tolerance or the resilience to deal with it, it just creates a lose-lose situation. And it's not just for the kids. It's not just for the teacher's job satisfaction. It's also for our future as a country, our future as just future generations in general of being able to succeed and being able to solve the problems that we are going to face in the future. If we can't retrain our minds to begin to move forward in this specific area, we're going to continue to struggle, and that isn't fair to anybody. Hey guys, I hope you liked this episode. If you did and you want to dig deeper into this world of using exercise to retrain your mind, check out both the MindFit Method book and the Dopamine Intervention. Both of them are available on Amazon. Stay driven, everybody, and until next time.